All right, peace world. Thank you so much for tapping in on another episode of It's Always Personal. My name is Wood. Excuse me. It is what's the day? June twenty uh, first. It's 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 uh, in the evening. I guess late evening. <clears throat> um, man. I've been trying to I've been wanting to stay regular with putting out new videos I mean uh damn new podcast episodes weekly but um you know booking guests and it's I guess it's summertime and things are opening up or the country is reopening so maybe it's to be expected but um trying to book guests lately has been horrific it really has and I've talked to a variety of folks and folks either, but that's the thing. Like people aren't even responding to emails, you know, and invitations, invites or interview requests. So I don't know. Um, I had things I had, I had, uh, organizations or figures, people doing important things that I wanted to shed light on more so than me come on and run my mouth just and and just be a pod the podcast that everybody does <laughs> but yeah people gotta respond I, I just don't know how people show interest in what you're in what you're doing what you have going on and you don't have any uh you know you don't feel any you're not prompted or you know you're not compelled to 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 respond in any kind of way um that that, that blows my mind but it, you know it's 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 a it's i guess it's a what is it a time proposition or value i you know you can't i can't point you to any big numbers especially if you don't even engage in a conversation with me if you don't even acknowledge my invite um but i can't promise somebody you know a thousand listens fifteen thousand views you know i'm not the breakfast club i'm not earn your leisure i'm not uh jamel hill obviously i'm not rory and mal i'm not all of these people i get it but you know some of these people that i'm reaching out to are not on the cusp <laughs> Of being invited onto any of those podcasts, you know, some of them are would be lucky to make the local news, but whatever, you know, whatever. I have stuff to talk about. I'm gonna say some stuff that you might not like, or somebody might not like. I'm getting ready. I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna talk about a couple of things because I gotta do my I gotta do my show. I bought this equipment. Shit ain't paid for yet. <laughs> Well, I haven't paid myself back yet. So I got to use this shit. I'm too lazy to try to sell it. <laughs> I could sit it out on the curb and it would probably disappear overnight. Put an arrow over it, podcasting equipment. I know 10 of my neighbors would have at least, at least have some interest in, uh, in starting their own or their kid does or, or something, you know, but it's what I got to do. So we're going to talk about Juneteenth and Candace Owens. I don't really want to talk about that sister, man, but when people make an ass out of themselves, 
out of themselves like this. I mean, I, I I'm gonna keep all of this stuff pretty simple too. Pretty simple. Um, I'm gonna talk about cycling, riding, bike riding, and fitness, and and taking care of yourself. One of the first podcasts or one of the first episodes that I did of this always personal was me complaining about and me complaining, me discussing my uh, trying to figure out some kind of way to work fitness into my life and to get into better shape and a lot of stuff around that, that subject. And cycling has been a major breakthrough for me. Um, but I got a, I got some other commentary there along the lines of Juneteenth or uh, black people and racism or just our, our obsession with racism. <clears throat> Excuse me. Got to talk about Tiffany Cross and the Cross Connection. She had a story on this past weekend about Latinx Latinx. Uh, having an issue with in the newly released movie The Heights I'm not sure what The Heights is even streaming on or where that's available to be viewed right now I haven't seen it yet I haven't watched it yet but she did a story about um, <clears throat> this past Saturday how the Afro-Latina or the Afro, Afro-Latinos were not represented in the movie properly for that section of New York City she had an issue with it. Tiffany Cross mentioned that she had an issue with it. And then she had this Afro Latina on there. This sister, she looked black to me. Shit. But she worked at, she works for The Root or does videos for The Root. And she did an article about this. And they had an issue with Rita Morena, this 90 year old woman who was in the West Side story back in the day. And you know Lynn, what's his mom? Lynn Manuel Miranda, whatever his name is, the cat that did uh Hamilton. It's his shit. It's his movie, I believe. His musical. But they didn't have enough dark skins. This was it's always a complaint with this shit. It's all you never can do enough. Never enough. Never can enough be done. Uh the major talking point here is fatherhood this new movie with Kevin Hart that's, uh, that was started uh, was available to be streamed on Netflix starting this past weekend coinciding with Father's Day shout out to the fathers out there I'm not even going to speak on my personal issues with that holiday not, I'm not going to do that here even though this is it's always personal but um and fatherhood dovetails into what the the title of this episode is going to be, uh, which is it's just a working title. I probably won't straighten it out before I post this, but I do have some thoughts on black masculinity versus black male. Guess that was kind of redundant, but black male masculinity. And the, the, the discussions that I've seen seen around that subject lately, I didn't know this was something that really had to be hashed out and explained and debated. And that's why I lean more more towards. I don't really give a shit about the whole masculinity argument. I don't. I don't know what that's even about. Uh, I'm talking about black men. The maturity of black men is what I'm talking about. That's what I'm in favor of. Is the maturity of black men. 
Because I don't think you can argue maturity as much as you. We could beat around the bush and 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 be on different, have different understandings for uh, masculinity. Like I said, I don't. I don't even know. I don't recall brothers arguing about masculinity 15 years ago. 2020. I don't. I don't remember this shit. 1995. I don't remember this shit being something that we needed to hash out. But I see it out there. I see the videos and headlines, you know, titles to videos about it. And I'm like, who? What, what, we wasting time with this shit? So that's the overall thing is black male masculinity versus black male maturity. The maturity of brothers. Uh, before I get into the uh, the first topic, which is Candace Owens on the other side of this break, I do want to um, invite you and beg you implore you to if you listen to the podcast here and there uh please take a second especially if you have an iphone to leave a review on apple Podcasts or itunes um it could be a text whatever you would put into a text it's really that simple also rate the podcast five star would be the best option i'll take a four I don't think you can leave a three and a half or a half, but I'd I'd appreciate it. As you see with me struggling to get guests and, 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 you know, needing a little motivation, you know, some type of feedback would be, would be dope. Especially if you, if the show, like if you look forward to this shit, my thoughts, uh, if I've if I've shared anything in the past that resonated with you, if I said something that you agreed with, or you thought, yeah, this 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 viewpoint should be out there more often, like help you know, just drop a brother in line. I need some encouragement and motivation and acceptance. Uh, a, a little, a, I need a little bit. I mean, it's already feel like. I'm a minority in a minority, but damn, I mean, like I said, if you've listened to more than one episode, definitely if you've listened to more than two episodes, if you listen to the episode when they first drop or within the first 10 hours of them, drop, obviously this one is going to go up late. I'm pretty popular in France, by the way. Say uh, Domage. Why did I, I had a little a tinge of Spanish in that. I, my French, even when I took French in high school, my French accent, I couldn't commit to it. I couldn't, I could never commit to it. I was always a, a brother, a black man speaking, uh, speaking French. Uh, attempting, attempting to speak French. Parlez-vous Francais. Uh, that, that didn't come out right. Uh, anyway. Yeah, but just leave leave a quick review, do the rating thing wherever you listen to this show at. Um, I'd appreciate it three thousand percent. On the other side of this break, man, I'm gonna come in. I'm gonna play some of this Candace Owens audio, and then I just want to share a couple of words to this to what seems like a very hurt individual and a very a very freaky, a very weird person. Just just. This is it should uh, we'll get into it on the other side of this break.
Look, man, I, you know, I said this before when it was Snoop Dogg attacking uh, Gail King after Gail asked um, Lisa Leslie about Kobe Bryant in, uh, what was it, Vail, Colorado, or Eagle, Colorado, with the, uh, the rape charge or whatever his incident there, sexual assault, rape. I don't even remember the details of that. But I said that it was reckless for Snoop and some of these different black men to go out here and call Gail out of her name just because they were upset about how she performed her job. Gail is a, I'm assuming she's a wife to somebody. I know she has two or more children. Like nobody needs to, to turn on even, even what she brought up with Lisa Leslie. Uh, it was no reason to come at her that violently in, in, my, in my opinion and speak, speak about her or speak, at her that recklessly as a man um i said that then i'm gonna stand by that now and i'm not gonna call candace owens a lot of foul names because of what i'm getting ready to uh to play but i'm gonna let her speak about her reaction to the development last week the 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 new headline the new news the new rule out there that president joe biden signed uh juneteenth as a uh, a federal holiday here's candace's silly ass speaking of maturity immature reaction to this what's up instagram doing a late night live um because i just had a lot of stuff i want to talk about but first and foremost i just want to say happy juneteenth to everybody who is celebrating juneteenth and is super upset that i think it's stupid happy juneteenth amazing Ooh, feels good. Racism's gone now, right? You got your... Personally, I think whenever you go to it's stupid, it's stupid. I think when you go on something like that, clearly you're speaking like unprepared, reactionary. I just stumbled across this. This is like an audio or video tweet, basically. This is just me weighing in on some shit. I ain't really, I didn't really think this through. Just because I think it's stupid... You know, you've you've really kind of gotten away from your brand, her brand. I'm just so happy that we can celebrate Juneteenth. I mean, the Democrats have taken everything, but at least they've passed Juneteenth. I mean, everybody in the entire history of the world has been a slave, but only one group of those people needs a holiday as a... Um... See, like, when you take it down here and make it some silly shit, like, and this is what she always does. She always goes with her, her to her attack shit and her company line shit, but she never discusses the matter. It's easy to sit here and, and, and scoff at Juneteenth as just Juneteenth. She's probably just, she's probably... uncontrollable over the fact that the name is all juxtap you know is all uh smashed together to make it like it's not it's not real real english it's not a real word you know uh, 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 it's not something straightforward like father's day mother's day memorial day veterans day it's it's got some stank on it because it's it's this combined june 
and the date, the 19th, is Juneteenth. That probably disgusts the shit out of her. Like, that's real black people shit that you would even do that. She's embarrassed by that, for one. But again, to sit here and not even educate, she knows most, she knows who's checking her shit. So to not educate, to not take a moment and inform her people, her following about what Juneteenth is really about, that I believe it was Army soldiers, United States Army soldiers, arrived in Galveston, Texas on June 19th, 1865, when the emancipation had went down in, in 1863. See how see how stupid it looks just to say Juneteenth, but not to explain that an enslaved people continue to be slaved or continue to be slaves and, and act and live as slaves for an additional 24 months after they had already been free. See how stupid it sounds when you just when you just leave it at where she left it? Prize from Democrats at the same time. That Who gives a fuck about uh, Democrats, right? Are up 94% homicides, this city, that city, but at least they gave you Juneteenth. More power to all of you. I'll be, I'll be celebrating the 4th of July, but um, I don't know, maybe next year we can do another base. So she said, I'll be celebrating 4th of July. The other, I couldn't find it on here, but she said, I'm American. Again, just speaking to her people. Just speaking to her hive or her tribe or her circle or her diehards, her day ones, whatever, her supporters, her base. I'll be celebrating July 4th. And that's that's the thing, you know, for her, as many books as she's read and, and, and as, as, as well versed and schooled in all this shit that she is. It's, it's just ironic to me that you would sit here and not understand that Juneteenth conflicts with July 4th and Independence Day when Independence Day was only for certain people, when it was only for white people. This is why all of this shit is fucked up and continues to be fucked up. I was saying... and. Uh, what I was really saving this for was I got some stupid ass comments and replies to something that I said uh, to, to a post that I replied to on Instagram about the Tulsa race massacre in 1921. We just had the, uh, the hundred year anniversary of that shit. Um, somebody came on to my comment which I just I just said some general shit some common sense shit and somebody somebody commented to me that this was another example of Democrats attacking Republicans and the Republican ideals and I'm like well fuck me I mean I'm sorry I, I didn't know when this situation went down I didn't see any white Republicans 
at the border of green of the Greenwood District in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I ain't, I, I haven't read any stories about the militia or the local uh, Republicans at the border with guns turning away the white dem. This this shit wasn't Republicans and Democrats. This shit was this shit was white people and the blacks in that and the black people in that town. What the fuck are you talking about? I saw this other thing just to to, to drive this point. Like when people say that, and, I, and I'm not the one sitting here all bugging out over slavery and and and, all, and racism. I'm really not on that. But to just try to sit here and 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 overlook and sweep aside, sweep under the rug, obfuscate, obfuscate. Uh, the what happened and downplay shit and disregard shit and what the fuck is your problem? Get over it. That's when I got a problem with shit. I said this, then I'm gonna come back to Candace. In the seventh grade in Ohio, I was every it was everybody had to take this years years worth of uh, of a history class it was this red and white book and it was all about the Native Americans of Ohio and you you studied this shit and and learned about the tribes and some of the customs and some key figures and some trading partners and this and that and and yada 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 and, and so on and so forth the lineage of the chiefs or whatever. Okay. And then at the end of the year, after you've learned all of this shit and how great these people were, we don't have no fucking discussion about, well, what the fuck happened to them? Why don't, why don't they occupy Ohio anymore? Why aren't any more, why aren't any of them in this class right here? Where'd they go? What do they do today? This ain't these ain't no fucking leprechauns. This isn't one of the families from the fucking from from Game of Thrones. This is some shit that you told me. This is history. What was the benefit of me listening to this shit for a year and now that these people ain't around no more? And but we don't talk about that. and keep saying that we're just getting more power in this country because our kids are getting dumber our neighborhoods are burning down I mean it's just like I just I'm getting tired of the stupidity like it's just like I don't even care she just like, said some I've been stupid training shit. for the last two days and I don't even care anymore there used to be like an excitement about the fight for trying to wake people up and now it's getting like alright man cool go celebrate Juneteenth man go have a go have a barbecue cookout celebrate Juneteenth have a good time celebrating your Juneteenth and be what you should do on Juneteenth you should talk about Candace you should talk about how upset you are that Candace doesn't understand how cool Juneteenth is okay we're done with the Juneteenth discussion I really just don't care about it it's dumb enjoy your stupid holiday now I want to talk to you guys about because a lot of people message me it's dumb enjoy your stupid holiday see how see how childish that shit is and that's that's how simple and childish all this shit is that they sit here and make it like they had these big platforms and politics is all important. Nah, it's really some simple shit. It's really some dumb, simple shit. 
Find out what's going, what topics are going to trigger shit and trigger people and pick that shit. Pluck that shit. And and let the people, like she just said, I, I used, she said I used to get high. I, I used to get bu- a buzz from trending on Twitter. That's all it's about. That's all it's about. She didn't talk shit. She didn't say one fucking thing to her captive audience. She didn't tell them one thing about nothing. Just like she just said, have fun, celebrate, enjoy your, have fun. Who the fuck is really having fun? If you're reflecting on that day. And all of these fucking holidays are made up. But you ain't had no problem with that with, with Father's Day and Mother's Day. You didn't have no problem with Memorial Day from what I understand if, if this Instagram post was correct that some black slaves or some, some black people started that shit. I don't know. I, I can't vouch for that one. I'll throw that out there. I cannot vouch for that one. It's just some shit I saw on Instagram. But how how you gonna sit here and simplify it for people? that that's all it is when you don't know what the fuck people have been doing with that holiday but you'll sit here and believe in some turkey shit for Thanksgiving and all that rosy shit you'll sit here and believe that shit you'll sit here and believe Columbus Day Christopher Columbus Day you'll believe that shit you'll sit here and believe that the 4th of July Independence Day is all about fucking fireworks. When what did the fireworks really represent from 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 that day? And that's how stupid all this shit is. Don't nobody want to know the details to to nothing. Just tell me my day off. Let me put in my vacation. Let me stretch my weekend. Do I get if I got to work? Is it double pay? Is it triple pay? Uh can I drink can how much can I drink that day what time can I start drinking what sports come on that day what movie comes out that week that's all we really care about at this point but now here when it comes to Juneteenth it's got to be fully fucking vetted for you to accept it you don't know what the fuck people are doing with, with Juneteenth the shit been going on for a long time What a, just like I've given her some credit for being intelligent and smart on some shit, but that shit right there was was some childish bullshit. You want to believe some shit, some simplified shit about Abraham, Honest Abe, and cherry trees and axes and shit and yada yada yada. That's just like I said. That's why all this shit is fucked up, cause people never dealt with it when they were kids. How can you sit here? I don't even think I finished that point. But how can you sit here and be blindly and unconditionally? Supportive and understanding and embrace all of this shit when you look at some of the fucking dates on this shit and when some of this shit happened and you have to ask some questions if you've been she talks about intelligence and black black uh, academic 
uh, measurements and performance and yada yada. Okay, so for those of us that have read and done some read and passed some reading, passed some history tests, passed some history classes, and if you sit here and understand the timeline, you sit here and understand that as many as 25 of the founding fathers who signed the Declaration of Independence, you understand that they owned slaves. So all men created equal and these truths sell all that shit. Well, who who were they talking about? Who was included in that? You want to say you're an American, an American starting at what, what, what start point? You want to sit here and, and throw that shit out there that all people have been slaved, enslaved at some point in time. Get over it, parenthetically. The thing is this, though. We just told you it was an extra 24 months of enslavement for people west of the Mississippi or whatever out in Texas. Um... But then after that, more shit happened. More laws were passed. The whole Jim Crow period. Well, shit tell you, all oh, only so many people were lynched. You know, only a small percentage of people were lynched. Only a small percentage. Man, fuck that, man. If you look at that shit and them, those pictures, those parties and gatherings and public displays and 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 that how to ju- how to uh how the Tulsa shit jumped off how um uh, a little dude out of Chicago damn I went brain dead um Emmett Till you look at how some of this shit happened and how people lived in terror and were terrorized I'm an American. You would only sit here and cast cast people down and push people aside and, and, and ignore people who, as they became more knowledgeable and became uh, as they became more part of society and were trying to get on board with from this late start, you would only think that as they went back and forth to whatever court system to whatever city hall to whatever you know whatever shit that they went to to say hey this is what you wrote in this document and we just we're just asking you to live up to that we're just asking you to apply that to everybody that's it you wrote it and we're just saying hey hey this this ain't really happening for everybody like I said I'm not the one to sit here and, and constantly talk about this shit and, and stay on this shit I'm not but to just go out here and say something say some, and make a it's stupid it's dumb it's dumb it's stupid oh my god all that bullshit like it's really okay for people to shut the fuck up on things that you don't care about it's really okay to do that 
Everybody can't know everything. Now, I'll get ready to move on from Candace, but she also had on there something about what she said her real thing that she wanted to talk about. I watched about seven minutes of that shit, eight minutes. But she wanted to talk about China and how China is doing all of this different stuff to to uh, to take over the world, basically. The weaken the United States, turn the United States and Russia against one another and yeah, all this stuff. Some of the shit, honestly, the way she was connecting some of the dots, the shit was sketchy to me. But the thing is, you just had a presidency where the, the, the White House, the Senate, and the Congress was all Republican. And I really don't recall them doing a whole lot regarding China. And if you weren't listening to some of this bullshit, some of these talking points, I'm not saying there's not some merit there. I'm, I'm really not. But what I'm talking about, what I am saying, though, is whether white and black people are getting along in this country whether black lives matter is having protests or rallies or fucking burning buildings uh however many mass shootings we want to ignore or count whether gun violence is a real thing or not whether black on black crime is a thing or not all this shit that we sit here and waste our time about this shit comes down to capitalism okay I've said before that Candace Owens wants to sit. She sits here and bashes LeBron James. And I see a bunch of white fans or not fans, but a bunch of conservatives who run out here with this China shit and LeBron and Nike and the NBA are the only people doing business with China and, and the CCCP or whatever it is. That's all I hear. I just ordered about five in the last three months. I've ordered about 500, 600 to $700 worth of biking cycling shit. Getting into cycling here in just a minute. It's my next talking point. I just spent about six, $700 on cycling shit, apparel, riding gear, uh, maintenance, preventative maintenance shit, accessories, etc., etc. All that shit came to the house and was made in China. Made in China. Made in China. And wasn't a fucking swoosh on one piece of shit that I ordered. Didn't buy none of it for Amazon either. Candace Owens will sit here and talk all this shit about China. And I hear all this shit about China from, 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 from Clay Travis and some of these people. But ain't nobody done shit about or, or nobody even sees anything wrong with a company like Amazon that its revenues or earnings or whatever the fuck is profit something it's all profit for them it's all the same shit it's revenues being what it is billions of dollars and they don't pay taxes on any of that shit and nobody's fixed a fucking thing or went to change anything not thinking that how could you how could how could anybody take that much money out of the country or, or make that much money from the country from this country and not pay shit how could that possibly be possibly be good for anybody 
who I'm, I'm this morning all this shit about infrastructure 1 trillion 600 billion whatever the fuck it is who the fuck uses United States infrastructure more than fucking Amazon and it's fleet they got planes, trains, automobiles, all this shit got a big smiley symbol on the shit. And you don't pay nothing to upkeep none of that shit. You ain't got to pay nothing to upkeep none of that shit. The ports, bridges, highways, roads, airports, borders. You don't have to pay. You don't have to pay for shit. Man, nobody even cares. I'm hearing that they make Amazon makes as much money, more money than the, the GDP for some for, for for a lot of countries. For a lot of countries. Come on, Candace, like don't don't turn into a mumble rapper. On the real shit, on, on real shit, and then want to be Jay Z, you know, and say that that Trump is the is the greatest president, you know, ever, and all that type of shit, and and some of the other shit that she talks about in the Brexit and whatever the fuck. Don't you know? Don't 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 go and be Migos and Lil Pump or some shit when it's Juneteenth, just because it's embarrassing you that it's not a proper fucking holiday name all this shit was made up Valentine's Day all this shit made up that's that um what's next I'm gonna do this 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 cross connection and then we'll get into fatherhood slash Black masculine, black male, male masculinity versus black male maturity. So Saturday, you know, I, I try to check out Tiffany Cross. I don't really have a problem with her, uh, so to speak. I'm glad that she has her show. Um, but it's always a but, isn't it? I'm just, you know, and this one said, man, I'm I'm all over the place with my shit, you know. Uh, I cause here I am talking about a black, uh, a black, uh, what the fuck is she a liberal, liberal, or a Democrat, whatever the fuck. I don't know all of these labels and shit, but. The cross connection is two hours and man, the problems keep coming. <laughs> I mean, ah, damn. Every segment is the shit is with the shits. Every segment. So after she did all this white supremacy is, is every, is every other. Oh, I get it. White people. <laughs> I get it white people shit I'm with you I get it shit between her and every panelist and guest that she has 
every other sentence is white supremacy white supremacists uphold white supremacy I get it shit this shit is difficult this shit is it's tough to swallow but I'm, I'm watching it after they got done with the white supremacy shit and I'm thinking and then she like we're gonna talk about the heights I'm like oh, okay a little entertainment segment maybe 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 so she comes back from the break and they talking about the heights and then it goes to the shit she says um she says immediately when I was watching the heights immediately the first thing that came to my mind the first thing I noticed my first reaction to the movie I love the movie but the first thing that I noticed was there wasn't enough Afro Latino or darker skinned Latinos in the shit they didn't have any speaking parts they were the dancers in the background for and then for I know four million slaves or whatever was sent to South America Latin America I'm like god damn I just just wanted to watch the fuck I just was gonna make up my mind whether I was gonna watch this movie or not what the, the f- okay so then they get on it her and this lady from the root By the way, they had this sister on Instagram. I'm going to reach out to her. I want to say she's from Spelman. Um, she has this video about Juneteenth and the reaction of black people at the time, what they would have been, how they would have been. Yeah, it's all embellished and, and dressed up and shit, reimagined and all, whatever, whatever. But I dug the poetry. I dug the poem. She's She does Lene Vinay. Um, I would check out the video though. I did, I did dig the uh, the imagery and the, the visuals and everything, and the poem, the poem was dope. So I'm gonna check that out. Maybe I'll tag uh, Candace to it if she'll consider it. But anyway, back to this this the Heights story. Rita Marino. Incidentally, I saw Rita on Stephen Colbert's one. It was either his first or second show back with the live audience. And Tiffany and her guests, they go in on 90-year-old Rita Moreno because she said, basically, I'm summing this up and, 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 and fucking and mucking it up. But basically, she was like, the darkies need to wait their turn. You know, she was like, hey, we just got this. The shit just came out. Can you let us enjoy that before you go in with the criticism and addressing this issue right here? She knew she fucked up. She probably didn't. Older people, they cranky. It got time. Don't want to hear your new shit, your new issues and shit. And all, you know, she was fighting her battles when she was in West Side Story back in the day. She was fighting for some shit, fiercely fighting for representation then. She been on the sideline for years and shit and gets this project. She, I don't know, she executive producer or whatever the fuck. But she was like, hey, you know, we got this shit done. It's it's all us. It's not what it's not how West Side, the West Side story was done. We controlled this. We wrote this. We talked about this. 
this shit was all us. And then this is what the fuck y'all make the story, the debut weekend. This is what we already talking about. I kind of get that. I kind of get that. Because my thing is with most of this shit nowadays, once you find out what the shit is about and what if it offends you in any kind of way, you either go tweet about it, you go, you hit IG about it, or um, I don't know if you can do it at a movie theater. Maybe if you walk out 15 minutes after, you might be able to get your money back. And then you don't fuck with Lynn. I don't even know my man's name. Lynn Manuel Miranda, whatever. I don't even know his name. Then you don't fuck with him no more. That's what this. It's not cancel culture, in my opinion. It's people got to go out on the, on social media and say what they're pissed out of, off about. But just because forty thousand people who was all pissed off about the same shit, just because they find one another and say we ain't fucking with you no more, that ain't necessarily a bad thing. Lynn Manuel Miranda whatever his name is he made this shit it's his community and he didn't even represent his own community well now maybe he maybe he only grew up around fairer skinned lighter skinned Latinos I'm giving the man the benefit of the doubt. He's probably like, look, man, I got this money. I got the, these investors. I got this shit. Uh, the story is good. I got the camera crew. I got my permits, my time. We got to shoot this shit and get this, get this shit over with. He might have had some favors to call. I mean, he might have owed some friends some favors from back in the day, the light skin or the fair skin people that he picked. Maybe somebody's name was the best name to have. It's a lot of shit when you, when you get these movies made. And a small detail like that, however serious, like I'm like I'm like my wife, the motherfucker that played Dr. Dre, the brother that played Dr. Dre in Straight Outta Compton, he was one of the four or five main cast members put in that shit in the picture that I saw. So shit, it wasn't it, it, you know somebody black or you know darker skinned or whatever the fuck was included in the shit. I'm okay. But I understand, I do understand there being an issue. And I'm I, I am somewhat amazed that Lynn in putting this shit together didn't consider this shit ahead of time. And nobody else on the fucking set was like, hey yo, man, you know, somebody on there gotta be dating somebody, one of the darker skinned Latinx. I really don't know how you say that word. L A T I N X. It's almost like Latino, but they Latin Latin X. I don't, I can't say this shit. And I'm not trying to be funny. But it's always gonna be something. It's always and that's why I, I understand white America is black music month in June. Shit, it was just black. <laughs> It was just Black History Month two months ago. <laughs> but again, I don't let all this shit get me upset, though. Let's transition over to the uh, to the cycling. I'm going to skip 
anything that I wanted to say about cycling and what I've been doing with cycling, I'm gonna skip most of the details there. Uh, but but what this 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 issue with white people like man, fuck this shit. I'm tired of this shit. Fuck all this bullshit. I'm I'm tired of this shit. I ain't trying to hear every fucking problem. Every issue is not a major problem with some of this shit. I I get it. Perfect case in point. I own a Trek bike. I follow Trek on social media. Trek, Trek's Instagram account had a short or reels, I think is what they call it on there now. I've never done a reel. But they had a reel that I watched and it was a cycling club called Black Watts Cycling. It's out of New Jersey. Immediately, I wanted to see when I saw Black Watts, I'm like, is this some black people shit? Like, let me check this shit out to see what the fuck they're talking about. What's their, what's their beef? Or what's, what are they, what's their demand? You know, what's their ask? So I watched the shit and it's, it's six or seven brothers, maybe a dozen brothers. And they just like, hey, you know, we ride. We need this time on the, on, we need these time on, the, on the, these times out on the bikes to clear our heads. We talk about being fathers. We talk about being husbands. Where our wives allow us to do this shit. We want more black people out here. We want others to to get into cycling and and, and understand the benefits of cycling. And basically, we want some motherfuckers to race again. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Um. Okay. I'm like, you know, it's great to see black men acting like regular men. With, that happen to have brown skin and for these brothers not to be sitting here on no n-word shit for me that's my thing at least this ain't some shit further lifting up the whole n-word takeover I'm cool with it but I I had a problem with the whole black watts thing I did I'm starting to have more of an issue with it it seems unnecessary to me I'll get there in a second I go to the comment sections where it always pops off. Where it always pops off. A couple white dudes say the obvious shit. Would would asking Trek, would you do a story on the White Watts Cycling Club? Is the White Watts Cycling Club racist? One person asked, can people can other ethnicities or other races join your club? Okay. Another person says, well, Trek. Thanks for, you know, holding up. Thank you for spreading racism. Thank you for being a part of racism and the problem with talking about and showcasing the black Watts and showcasing separate separatism and division. And thank you. And I'm like, ah, fuck this. this, Here we go with it's back to this shit with 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 uh with Juneteenth and 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 Candace Owens. It's back to that shit that why somebody can't under can't really un- understand and maybe they do understand. They just want to raise this obvious fucking question, which is the question that I'm asking. Like, it's a cycling club. It's made up of black people. Do you need to call it a black cycling club? Do you have to designate it as a black cycling club? You don't know that you're black? It's almost like getting your fucking name tattooed on your on your shoulder. I'm just going to get Reggie Woodson on my arm. 
Like, I don't know who the fuck I am. And it's not about before some woke individual. Before you run out here with, we ain't got to make no white people feel comfortable or, yeah, we ain't got to do this or what to get anybody. I'm black. I'm proud of my blackness. Blah, I just don't understand why you got to say what the fuck you are knowing what you are. If 15 black people ride down the bike, the, the, the road in their colors, let me clarify that shit. Just my might think I might have lost somebody. Think I'm talking about a gang in their jerseys, their branded jerseys. Are they going to say let me let me let me really be ask a, a, a real question. Three white guys are sitting there drinking their water bottle. Or drinking their water. Getting a drink. Hydrating. And they see the 15 black guys drive by. Would they say that's a would they say that's a black cycling club? I don't think they do. It's going to fucking wave. They might say how cool the bikes are. Might say how cool the kits are. They might comment on some of the tech that's on excuse me, that's some on some of the bikes. They might comment about the the pace, the road etiquette, or you know, the the chatter as you calling out different shit as you ride. They might comment about all of those things. I really don't. I really don't think they say that's a black cycling group. <laughs> Not in that moment. Maybe if they see him on the same route three or four times, maybe at some point they say, hey, you know that one, the, the black cycling group that we see in the, the black cycling club that we see every week. Maybe they say it then. Again, all this shit is, comp- is, is, is kind of complicated. It's silly complicated, really. Same situation, five, 15 brothers riding down the road. A non cycling, two non cycling black people or more watch them. They don't point out and say that's a black cycling club. They might say, look at them in words on bikes. Yeah, they might. They might. Look at them in words. <laughs> That's very possible. That's very likely. Couple heavy set brothers in the back at the end. Look at them fat N words. Very likely. Because that's what we do. That and I'm gonna get to the comment about that when I get to the mat the maturity shit. My maturity talking point. I'm gonna get to that. But I do understand for uh on social media. And SEO, search engine optimization, I do kind of understand. And because black people are kind of newer to that space, I do understand if, if somebody I do understand that some black person that doesn't belong to a club, they might go and seek out a black club and they might want to search by black cyclists, black cycling. I get it. I get it. And maybe that's why they felt the need for it to be black Watts. But again, for me and where I am in my maturity, I just don't know why I got to go out here and put a label on a pre 
a predetermined, a pre-established label from the larger body, from society. I don't know why I gotta walk over to the table and pick that motherfucker up and put in and and make it and, and and take ownership of it. Now, and I'll get ready to move on. I thought one of the doper things that I saw that's like that's really representative of some real blackness, in my opinion, was the name of this club, this club called the Spinnerellas. We know you had DJ Spinderella in Salt and Pepper. And then Spinderella's is to me is just kind of consistent with some old hip hop type shit. Maybe. Conceivably, a white a group of white women could have could have come up with that shit too. But that just seemed like some black shit to me. So I put two and two together. If you had a Spinderella's, and then I go to the Instagram page and I see 25, 30 sisters next to bikes with one one or two white chicks or a Latina or two. I'm going to assume that that's a cycling club or a black cycling club. I'm really, I probably would. But to sit here and make and, and put black in my eye, I just, I don't, I, I, I'm, I'm done with that. I was in high school. We had the black awareness club. Why the fuck I got to single myself out to go be in this club? It's just the black awareness club. I didn't know nothing about black. I did. I knew quite a bit. Why the fuck I need to go to something black? I, I, I just never, I never really been a fan of that. And then to get up and be an adult and be living my life and to still subscribe to the same thinking that, that that's just, it's just unnecessary to me. It really is. Then I'm looking at, now there's a group out there called Black Girls Do Bike. I get it. I get it. But I'm looking at one of the... I'm looking at some of the pictures and I see a white girl out there with them. She may have had... In all honesty, she may have had on a different kit. They might have been at some ride, a gathering of a bunch of different clubs or whatever, and maybe this black girl or black woman was friends with the white girl from another maybe they were passing around a roster or whatever I don't know what the fuck it was but we're not because we don't because we because we never dealt with nothing and don't understand no history and and all of this shit we're obsessed with this shit I just feel like this leaving the shit the black in in, in the name just it's just unnecessary I'm gonna say this, and then I got to get on to the to the masculinity versus maturity thing. I was I had this thought earlier today. Speaking of Juneteenth and history, history classes, and how the fuck you can sit here and be a college educated person or well read, and why you wouldn't question the lyrics in the third verse of the United States and the nat the uh, the Star Spangled Banner, the national anthem. Why you wouldn't look at when the constitution was signed and what was the status of black people at that period like I don't know how we don't understand all of this shit and why nobody would want to quit I saw somebody today Macy Gray wants to 
redo the American flag. I'm like, man, you trying to get your ass assassinated. <laughs> you really trying to stir, stir some shit up. Slow the fuck down. But no, but seriously, shout out to KRS One, man. Um, KRS One back in the day had a song called uh, "You Must Learn," and he it started. He launched this whole edutainment. Uh, was his brand of music? Was this new subgenre of hip hop? And he was hardcore with this shit. Like he he lived this shit out. And really, after making a classic album previously um and by all means necessary coming off a of criminal minded you know you, you see the evolution in his brother's thinking and the, the maturity the maturation process so then he comes with edutainment and is like I'm gonna talk about all of this this informative shit like I ain't we ain't making I ain't making rap music no more I'm, I'm, I'm making history it's deeper than rap but he came out with this U.S. You Must Learn, which I, I like the original better than the remix, the video. I did Google, I YouTube the video earlier today. But he was talking about Garrett Morgan, I believe, who made the traffic lights. Invented traffic lights. This was the first time I heard uh, Benjamin Banneker made the almanac, created the almanac. He said something, Madam C.J. Walker made the straightening cone. You wouldn't notice if you weren't shown. Yeah, some shit in there, you know. Uh, it's like teaching a dog to be a cat. Like, the way that all this shit was presented to us in high, in, in, in school and, 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 and um, elementary school and intermediate school, the way that this shit was, in, was introduced to you... <coughs> This was not beneficial for every. It wasn't beneficial for anybody, really. <coughs> and we're seeing today how this is still being argued and shit is being left out of history books. And people get to be 30 and 35 and 40 years old believing all of this rosy shit. And that's not what happened. Can you imagine how difficult it is to to uh to teach somebody that's wholeheartedly believed in this shit for 26 24 years of their life for 30 years of their life for 35 of this year, 35 years of their life and all of this shit was simple on Independence Day all you need to do all you need to know is either find out in your community where they're selling beer or where they're they're doing the uh your municipality your suburb your town or city. I know in San Diego when I lived out there, they had an awesome 4th of July uh, shit right over the bottle of water and shit. I don't even fuck with fireworks. But um, all, that's, all, that's, all fourth, that's all the 4th of July is. That's all you need to know about that day. That's all you need to know. Fuck the movies that's been made. Fuck any books that were written. All you need to know is go drink beer, go to the local park wherever they're doing this shit and watch the fireworks that's the extent of it but back in the day KRS-One was like nah man that's like teaching a dog to be a cat 
see Jane, we said some see Jane run, see some walk the dog in a hardcore New York. It was a it was some brilliant shit. Now I put on my Instagram post at waterbed underscore reg reg. I put on my Instagram post that two years earlier I'd taken a class on Native Americans and all. It might even been Indians at the time, to be honest with you. It might have been Indian history. It, might, it could have been Native American history. Maybe it was Native American studies or some shit. Maybe. I ain't, you know, whatever. But I just taking that shit. Why the fuck was it so important for me to learn about them for a whole school year? But in like four or five uh, grades worth of history, people that looked like me had had like one fucking a combined eight paragraphs. But Kara's one was like, nah, bruh. You got Washington, you got uh, George Washington Carver, you got Benjamin Banneker, you got CJ, Madam CJ Walker, you got Garrett Morgan, you got Holly, I can't remember, Holly Selassie. Like, you got all these people over here. What that did for me was, I went to the library and got some fucking books and, and, and read about who he was talking about and others. I'm reading this book right now. I've been reading it for a long time too. Telling on myself. I've been reading this book called The Dumb The Dumbing Down of the Three Fifths MC. Actually, obviously. Black people were three fifths a man, and this is saying something. The manuf- the making of the dumbed down rapper, the three fifths. M- it's by the brother that uh, the lead sing, the lead rapper, uh, wise intelligent from the poor righteous teachers. They took away an emphasis. They got rid of guys like KRS One and Public Enemy. They they. The the, 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 rec- the record companies The record labels You can't come out here with this type of shit Making people break away From what the fuck they're being taught In the classroom And challenging any of that shit That can't be happening They replaced all the KRS-One guys and, and the people who were mindful of what they were saying And went and Got a bunch of guys Who help drive up the fucking prison rates the imprisonment numbers of black people you can also see if you watch the 13th or 13th by Ava DuVernay you can also see once again Candace Owens you can also go see how laws and shit was written and put in place to legalize slavery a form of slavery. But again, I see how, well, that's, that's I, I want to get on to this other thing, but th- it never ends. It never ends. We can, we could talk about this shit. I could just record this shit all night and still be talking about more shit. Eight hours from now. But 
like Karis once said, you must learn. You must learn what's going on with you. You must learn how you being targeted. You must learn how to not succumb to the being to being targeted. You got to learn how to move and operate based on the rules of the game. I said this in one of my earliest podcasts, but it's fucked up if, if for any kid, for any child that's brought into this world. And the people who got together to bring you here didn't give you any tools whatsoever. And the cousins and uncles and aunties that you grow up with and the grandparents that you grow up with, not a single fucking soul in the bunch passes you a good word. You know, once the streets get you, it's a wrap. I'm going to talk about, I'm going to do my quick review. I'm going to try to keep this shit short too on Fatherhood. Now on Netflix, starring Kevin Hart. Be back in just a second. I want to try to wrap this up. I know this is running a little long, but I want to try to wrap this up. Fatherhood, the movie. And then this ties into my thoughts on this whole masculinity talking point that I see from brothers. I don't, I don't, I honestly don't understand the purpose of it. Again, you have to say what you are instead of just being what you are. I don't get that, <clears throat> but maturity, I got a big problem with maturity and what I see out here as maturity in black men. Um, so let me start like this. Um, I was trying to find a way to, to give what I'm talking about some type of credibility. And also, I got to preface my whole thoughts on this fatherhood situation with um, my maturity. This this is the thesis of this whole shit, my, my thesis statement. Um, my maturity and my viewpoint, my, my uh, point of view toward my outlook towards the world. All of this was severely altered and forged to what it is now after experiencing the issues that my wife and I had with uh, trying to have, trying to become parents, we aren't parents and in all likelihood, not looking like we're going to be parents. A lot of shit to unpack right there for me, a lot of shit to unpack right there for me. Uh, out of respect for my wife, you know, I don't want to, uh, I really don't want to go too much into details. Um, not the worst not the worst uh experience in that department i read a brother's um i saw a guy a brother who has a very popular boxing page uh on facebook a couple of uh maybe a month and a half ago now he actually has some pictures of him and I, this brother as wild as he talks and is disrespectful and and, and all the shit that he does and i've had my i've had my 
I've kept my distance away from him based on how he does his, you know, how he covers the sport. And I, you know, I don't hate the man personally. But I look on his page one day, and he had a, a photo of him at the uh, at the at the at the hospital in the in the hospital in a hospital room with his wife. I don't know if he showed her or whatever, but it was in the room. It was some of the robes and shit and the scrubs or whatever. And he had this caption about you know our angel was only here briefly. Uh, he or she was born and then immediately went up to heaven to return to his savior and Lord and Jesus, all that stuff, Lord and savior, Jesus, Jesus Christ and all that stuff. And I was like, damn, any, any negative thought I ever heard, I I ever had towards that brother and how he does his thing and the disrespect and the the negativity and the the angst and the, the hatred and all of that stuff. Um, I went through that whole experience with him and, and just, and just reading through his caption, it took me back to all of my shit and I, I, I get it, but I, I didn't, I haven't nowhere near that bad. Never got that far down the road in that, in that situation. Um, <clears throat> haven't seen nothing else from that brother since I, I don't, I don't, I don't keep up with this page a whole lot. Um, but I know for me, I went in some of those evaluation rooms, ultrasounds, uh, shit on the screen, the visiting room, um, the waiting area, a couple of different waiting areas for a couple of different procedures and shit. Um, Changed changed my whole point of view on a lot of shit and a lot of this a lot of this shit is bullshit to me and a lot of this shit that I see a lot of brothers talking about on social media a lot of it is bullshit to me and I got big issues with the maturity now me I can fuck off you know who am I I keep my thoughts to myself but that don't mean that I don't see a lot of bullshit Matter of fact, you know, what I went through uh, in this whole, my disappointment in this whole situation really caused me to part ways with um, where I was with my belief system or my faith or my spirituality at that time. Probably uh, six years ago is when it was when um, I had to go in another direction with that area of my life. But prior to that and even now i respect a lot of what the word says a lot of, a, a lot of a lot of stuff that's in that book uh i take to heart and because i took it to heart so much after going through this situation there was there was there was you know a couple different ways to look at things and to go about things i get it maybe one day i'll share that on here but for what for me and where I was with things and not wanting to be here anymore not wanting to be in this world anymore um, I had to I had to let this go but I come now and I look at this I, I was look like I said I was looking for uh, for something to like what is maturity 
what's the definition of it what is it how do you measure it or how can i how can i make my point in ephesians 4 uh, verses 13 through 15 it's just at the end here i always liked this i always thought this was dope and this is i don't know what version of it this is my apologies but it's in the last part of it it says um this talks about earlier it says something to a mature man to a mature man now this is maturity in terms of your spirituality and you know your belief in in, in, in the lord and, and whatnot but to a mature man fast forward to the next sentence as a result we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men by craftiness and deceitful scheming but speaking the truth in love we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head even in, even even Christ um a lot of this stuff that I see working out here and at work and, and popping and all of that stuff. I don't relate to none of that. None of that shit really does anything for my life. Doesn't do anything for my mental health. Doesn't do anything for my joy. Doesn't do anything for my peacefulness. Doesn't do anything for the way I want to be perceived by others. Doesn't do anything for where, I, you know, where I had hoped to once go in life. A lot of this shit doesn't factor in any of that positively. We are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine. You sitting out here jumping on every fucking thing that comes down the pipe, every new thing and going along with every this and every that, especially in a culture like hip hop culture. Or the cult, quote unquote, the culture. The streets. You be fucked up out here for real. You are going to be fucked up out here. You're gonna waste a lot of time. You're gonna waste a lot of money. Might lose some years. Might lose your life. Might be on drugs. Might be in a hospital. Might have a bunch of bad, toxic, negative relationships around you. You might have a miserable life. Go ahead. By the trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming. Mm. Man, I'm trying. I tried. I was talking to this brother that's getting ready to start writing on my website, whitedownboxing.com. And I'm like, man, I know I keep myself distance, distanced and distant from all the other boxing channels out there, the, the YouTube boxing channels. I know I do that. I do it intentionally. Because the majority of them, I don't go along with how they discuss boxing. And I'm not going to sink to their level to, or to that level of interacting with other people just to talk about boxing. I don't have to do it. 
So here with fatherhood, when I'm watching fatherhood, when I'm 25, 30, and it was a slow, a bit of a slow start to the movie. Um, I'm sitting here like, here's Kevin Hart. And I remember four or five, maybe six years ago, he was at that same situation as every comedian who becomes an actor or actress and then doesn't want to always do comedies or straightforward comedies. And I remember hearing, you know, a while ago, and I heard it with Jamie Foxx. Like, I got to I gotta do all of these for the studios. I got to get the studios what they, what they want, what they're asking for, what they need. I got to give it to them so I can build my way up to do the movie that I really want to do. And you, these dudes got to build up their chops. You got to learn how to cry. You got to learn how to be emotional. You, you, you got to learn how to do drama. I get it. And in the meanwhile, you know, you might make, you might make a couple of go- a couple of movies that aren't trash. You might. All the stereotypical bullshit. You know the same the same gags, the same gimmies. You know you you, you got to do what you got to do. But eventually, being on that set, being in the rooms, being at the awards ceremonies, being at the parties, being in all that shit, and. and, and and seeing the process, all of these dudes, Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, you eventually want to really, you want to do some shit that's meaningful. You want to do some shit that challenges you. And as I'm sitting here watching Fatherhood, I'm like, man, I can see all of these goofy ass ninjas on YouTube with all the bullshit ass comic uh, comments all the time and the jokey joke 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 shit all the time and crit- being critical of other people especially black men especially black men ain't nobody harder on black men than another black man don't fuck with nobody son. I could see either just based on the movie itself just based on just the just the trailer itself a lot of brothers was like fuck that shit I'm out I, I don't even want to see it then I can see the other group that's sitting here. Look at this mother. Look at this motherfucker trying to do this shit. And that's where I'm talking about black maturity. When do we have a maturity to. I had to. I had the episode a few. Ep, I had to show a few episodes ago. Like let's understand some shit before we go to tear shit down all the time. Let's understand Kevin Hart's objective with the movie. Let's understand that he it meant something to him or he was looking for the opportunity to do something different, to tell a different story, to tell a new story, to deal with another situation. Like this shit right here, even while it opened a, a real scar for me, a real sore for me, a, a real uh, scab for me in my personal life, in some ways, in some aspects, or some respects, I fucked with the movie. I fuck with the um with the with the with the with the with the premise of the movie. I told you the same thing in the in Beautiful Collateral. I did a, a review of that on my YouTube channel. Pay me no mind. Sports and entertainment. I'm glad that a black man gets to be something besides the slick hustler. I'm all for it. 
But I could imagine he was he was being given hell for this shit and for this movie. And here he is just trying to push himself, just trying to be his be great in the way that he can be great, trying to grow in his profession, in his craft. We got some brothers with YouTube channels and podcasts. They know it's trash. They know it's shit, but they know they get paid to do it. And don't never try to do nothing different. Don't try to do nothing better. Just sit here and get money. Get a check. Fucking up the 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 the, uh, the thought press, the thought process of others, and the and the maturation process for others. So with fatherhood, let's look at it real quick. Seventy four percent on Rotten Tomatoes from the audience score. Not too bad. Tomato meter seventy percent. Not bad. I get a movie a B. I get an easy, easy B. Um, it's PG thirteen. It's a drama slash comedy. It's an hour and fifty minutes. It, like I said, it, the first 20, 20 the first twenty minutes, I thought could have gotten going a little bit better. I really did. And this 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 critics consensus that I'm seeing right here really sums up uh, my my. Uh, my, my thoughts on the movie fatherhood it reads this is on rotten tomatoes.com uh, fatherhood offers few surprises it really it is really pretty uh predictable to be honest with you even rail howry's little rail howry's character a lot of in the white guy the white guy has to be there it had to be a white guy. Like a lot of this shit is the same playbook, but I, I I give him credit though. It says fatherhood offers few surprises, but strong work from a smartly assembled cast gives this fact-based story real emotional resonance. I agree with that. Uh, director Paul Weitz or Weitz, producer Marty Bowen, Kevin Hart, Peter Kiernan, writer Dana Stevens, and Paul Weitz. Uh, release date June eighteenth. Production company TriStar Pictures, Temple Hill Entertainment, Sony Pictures Entertainment. Uh, the movie stars Kevin Hart as Matt Loglin, I think is his name, or Loglin. Uh, Alfre Woodard, you know if there's a mother involved, Alfre Woodard. And if it's two mothers, if it's two mothers in the movie, you know Alfre Woodard is it's a hundred percent chance she's one of them. She plays uh, Kevin Hart's step uh, mother-in-law, Marion. Melody Heard uh, was in Them, which I talked about on my YouTube channel, the series Them from Little Marvin and executive producer Lena Waithe. Melody Heard plays the daughter, Maddie or Madeline. Lil Rel Howry plays uh, Kevin Hart's friend, best friend or one of his best friends, Jordan. DeWanda Wise had a really good role as Lizzie, also a.k.a. Swan. I'll get to that difference there in a minute. Anthony Kerrigan was the the token white guy. Let's keep it a bug. Um, let me read the synopsis real quick, then I'm gonna give you my quick uh, breakdown, and then I'm a I'm gonna bring home my masculinity and maturity shit, and get on out of here. Uh, a widowed dad copes with doubts, fears, heartache, and dirty diapers as he sets out to raise his daughter on his own. That's the that's the the gist of it. Um. 
basically there's a little suspense and spoilers spoilers spoiler alert um at the beginning of it it opens up in a church everybody's in a black suit kevin is at the uh dais or the the lectern whatever you call it uh he's in a black suit so you know somebody has died and i'm sitting here like damn did i get this wrong did the little girl die oh deborah De- uh, deborah orende a a orende is uh plays his wife uh liz paul riser from aliens and alien or alien aliens yeah aliens i think paul riser plays paul kevin hart's boss um that might be about all the cast right there deb i had to mention deborah ayorinde from also from them she played uh melody Hurd's mother she was the youngest daughter and i just gotta say this deborah ayorinde has the most beautiful skin i mean damn she's a very attractive woman and a newcomer uh, first time i saw her was in them which i don't have a lot of great stuff to say about them but okay but uh her skin is just phenomenal um i'm not even throwing on there for a dark-skinned sister african whatever you know whatever her background is and whatever uh, her skin is just always looks flawless i definitely want to see more of her stop stop it <laughs> stop it it's not what i meant it's not what i meant but i'm no i'm just playing <laughs> um so yeah it opens up he's ta- he's up at the at the lectern in this church saying that it's basically you know it's not fair um and i didn't know if the daughter was gone or the mother was gone when it's, since his fatherhood i'm figuring the movie was about him and his daughter but i had to get the timeline together at this point uh it gets into it you know uh, the, there's a uh a gathering at the house after the service the going home service and he's miserable because he's lost his wife i'm over the moon at this point just to see a black man portrayed as really being hurt about the loss of his wife and really showing the depth of his love for his wife a lot of the popular messaging and shit for a a, a black man is that you got to give up xyz as a man to be married a lot of the shit that's out there is and, and the way that a lot of brothers hide the fact that they're married except for on father's day a lot of the a lot of the brothers out in the public eye it's like they don't even you never see them with their wife with their wives you never see them with their kids and it's almost intentional or some shit like i don't know it, it just bugs the fuck out of me like we need positive images of 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 um of black husbands this should have you out here for you getting married especially after the you know after that seven year period that five year they have you out here feeling fucked up like you made a decision that no that no obviously no other black man would make uh by the way i saw yesterday where the cdc has said has some new report out there that black fathers are the most involved fathers 
you know, of all fathers. Whatever you want to make it at. Some people going to fuck with the CDC on that, but still don't fuck with the CDC on the vaccine. So go figure. Um, so what happens is his wife doesn't make it home from the hospital. And, you know, he was madly in love with his wife. She passes away from a pulmonary, a pulmonary, uh, what do they call it? Aneurysm, a pulmonary aneurysm, which is a blood clot in the lung that travels somewhere and is basically no, uh, 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 aneurysm in the brain or in the lungs. It's pretty much a wrap. Shout out to my man Brian Meeks, who uh, was uh, was a, a a great internet friend of mine. I, I used to do podcasts in like this network with him. I met him on Twitter. Uh, I did a documentary on this on my YouTube channel. Um, he passed away from a brain aneurysm. The brother was only like thirty years old, twenty eight years old, maybe. I just called when ah, I actually saw it pop up on um, Instagram that he was gone and we texted each other. Oh, I never met the brother in person, but we texted each other incessantly about podcasting and episodes and shows and guests. And then he was just gone. Maybe four November's ago. I want to say that was one of the first time that I really heard of an aneurysm and just how sudden they are. What I didn't know and what this movie doesn't really shed light on is that these pulmonary uh, aneurysms in like 2017 or 2018 was one of the, the leading causes of death in pregnancies. You know, in, in pregnancies that that ended in a, in, a, in a death and whatnot. Um... They didn't really they didn't really deal with that part of it. But anyway, immediately Kevin Hart has to decide how he's going to be a single father and raise this child which is with it which is deceased wife would want him to do. Uh Alfred Woodard pushes for him. He lives in Boston. Alfred Woodard pushes for him to come back to Minnesota where him and his late wife Liz where they uh, grew up, but he works in Boston because of the business that he's, you know, the business that he's in. Uh, Paul Reiser, he allows him, he gives him as much time as he needs to mourn and get his life together. He does some working from home stuff. Uh, it's also dope that he's an important part of his, this corporate America, you know, this corporate job or this, this his job. It's also dope to see a black man be an integral part of the team. And it really didn't come off as forced or or uh, or anything. They really didn't go into too in depth in what actually what he was, but uh anyway, I'm not going to get all into the details with that. But I'm grateful that all of these different images as a black as a as a father as a loving husband as a vulnerable dude in the, in this particular moment when he doesn't know how he's going to be able to do this then he accepts the challenge that nah you know I'm not moving home I work here my friends are here my new life is here everything that I've been building for the past 10 to 12 years is here in Boston I'm not coming back 
to be around the situation that it sounds like he ran from intentionally. Um, he is, there is some, 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 um, animosity between him and his mother-in-law that happens. Um, but he, he still has to respect his father-in-law, but he also has to stand his ground and, 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 and make sure that his mother-in-law respects him and his wishes. And the fact that it is his daughter, it may be her grandmother, uh, her granddaughter, but it is his daughter. And I, I, I liked how they worked through all of this in a positive way and a believable way. We can't always go out here with the bitch and throwing shit and breaking shit and, and violence and fuck you. And all. we can't, we can't always have all of that. Um, he gets to raising his daughter. Of course he had to struggle with the diapers, the child seat. Uh, it, it definitely takes a village as, as his two friends, Oscar, the white cat and, um, Jordan, Rail Howry, they get involved with some stuff and, and, and raising a young girl, she becomes a part of their lives as well. Uh, Rail Howry, like I said, with him playing a very, uh, stereotypical character, he says the wrong shit. He, he, of course he wants to get Kevin Hart out of the house at some point to get back to what they used to do in the streets with the women and Kevin Hart again another good sign of maturity and this moment this situation with his woman with his wife passing away the way that the, the suddenness of that shit uh, the responsibility of, of needing to be around and make better decisions for his daughter and seeing that she's the most important thing and being a father is his most important role that's maturity fuck masculinity for me you can get any idiot to lift 75 pounds why are you lifting the 75 pounds and is there a better way to lift the 75 pounds can you get somebody else to lift 75 pounds like masculinity and some of the the definitions that I've seen of masculinity, that's really not all that impressive. Masculinity itself is not all that impressive to me. Maturity is impressive to me. Because that's making a decision to learn from all of your experiences and change how you've been doing shit for the better. And, 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 and helping out or for it being for the good of everybody around you and everybody that you're responsible for. I fuck with maturity personally. Uh, so let's fast forward and get on, get, get through this movie. Um, what's her name? I just mentioned from she's got to have it. The Wanda wise. I liked her in, um, the first season of she's got to have it. She was also on this TV show. Um, briefly that had uh, Sanaa Lathan in it network a network television show that was cancelled very early it was about police brutality you know anyway but DeWanda Wise um, again we're just showing the relationship can you imagine her name is Lizzie and she goes by Liz and Kevin Hart's character, his wife, Matt, or Matt's wife of 12 years, 
I, I learned they were married 12 years um, and were high school sweethearts. That could have been a turnoff right there for a lot of people. Like, nah, I just can't. I, I can't call you. Not after what I saw in the hospital. After what I went, I, I just can't do it. Um, they, But they have a, you know, they date. They work up to that first kiss. There's some courtship here. Just get the skins, get the draws, get the panties hit. Fuck on, fuck. Uh, it ain't about that for everybody. Again, I can see brothers watching this shit like this shit is corny. I can see that. I can see brothers turning this shit off in droves. Um, uh, he has to make a decision of when he's gonna introduce Lizzie to Maddie. Now that Maddie is like six years old or seven years old or something. And how do how are you responsible or respectful to your child? Again, I'm not a parent. I don't know this. I don't know. I just like the way that they portrayed it in here and the thought that was given to it. Uh, DeWanda, you know, she could have not been into kids or not wanting to be, you know, with a with a single parent dad. Um, of course he fucks it up. He went to go spend a day with her to get it in a nooner after missing out on another opportunity to be intimate with her. And he, he goes over and uh, for some morning loving and they do enough to where they, they're both sleep. He has his phone on vibrate and Maddie has an incident at school that results in her ending up in the emergency room for some stitches back at the same hospital where his wife passed away and he loses it and because he didn't you know because he wasn't there when the school called like 13 times or 19 times on his, when he when he checks his phone of course he blames this shit on not being there because he was with Liz Lizzie and then she comes to see him afterwards brings a gift you know a, a get well gift a stuffed animal for Maddie and he goes off on her and fucks it up. Again, we saw this coming. This shit was all predictable. And then he gets tied up in some shit. He has this, this promotion opportunity, but he needs to go over to Croatia. This is when I'm like, this shit really wasn't about no black man, was it? This this shit, I got to look into the source material for this because this ain't no black man shit. You know, keeping it real. I'm going to get there in a minute. Um... So he takes his daughter to uh to back to to Minnesota, and he's he's ready to call. He's ready to throw the towel in. Like he raised her till she was seven or eight. He's been respectful of her as a father with bringing you know not bringing bad women around or a bunch of women around and in and out of his life. And he's like, hey, you know what? Nobody really gave me this much credit and thought I'd get this far, but I gotta lay this shit down now. I gotta get back to my life. Uh, and what would be best for her for Maddie is to be around the mother and father that made his wonderful wife and that's how he justifies it so he and then she goes through some stuff she's being bullied at school and she wasn't pleased with her father for ending, ending a relationship with 
Liz. She called her Swan by uh, by the way. I don't know where Swan came from, but somehow she became Swan so that Maddie didn't have to call her Liz. So they they have a rift in their uh, relationship as mother. I mean, as father and daughter. And he's just like, you know, let me tap out on this shit, you know. Uh, and I, after this Father's Day and, and what I see in my situation, this was very real. I like how they handled this. And then, of course, we saw this coming too in the, in the final act of the movie. He's like, man, fuck this. I'm, I miss my daughter. It's my daughter. We're going to talk this shit out. We're going to figure this shit out. Let me go back and get my daughter. He, he sends Oscar to Croatia who spoke Croatian or his wife was Croatian and he says we'll figure out that promotion maybe I don't get it maybe I do but I got to get my daughter I got to get my kid and get my house back in order so he goes and gets his daughter and of course we also see this coming too he takes his daughter over to Liz to, to Lizzie's apartment and we see this coming to Lizzie. She says she comes down the stairs and wants to speak with Maddie first. And she already, we already saw that. We already knew that it was going to be a reunion or a reconciliation with some new, with some new ground rules, probably. But they're going to restart this thing and 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 move on, move forward as as a big three. And the two women sit there and they're talking about they. She acts like they're talking about something serious. And she's really like, has has your father waited long enough? And um, they decide to go get some ice cream together and give it all a shot. You know, moving forward as the three of them. I'm loving this shit. Yeah, it's it's cheesy. It's soft. It's moist. It's it's whatever the fuck, whatever criticism the average dude would have of it. I fucked with it. I like seeing a black man and black men, even in real Howard's character to a degree, uh, in different in, in in different roles. I do. Um, maturity. More important to me than masculinity. Way more important than masculinity. You could be strong as fuck and dumb. You could be strong as fuck and violent. You cannot know when to be soft and encouraging of the women in your life. You could be emotionally stunted or fucked up. You could be difficult to be around. You could be overbearing. I'm just not masculinity. Masculinity is not on the the the, uh, the, the in the fur in the in my top five. It's just not. Ah, uh, you know, maybe it's maybe it's four, maybe it's three. I guess there there is a time for uh, for masculinity. There is. I might have spoke a little too quick on that. Um. So. The source material for this movie. I, I've been saying this on a lot of my reviews, a lot of my TV series breakdowns. Um, I wish some black. I've always said I wish some black actors and actresses, after you uh, ex, ex, um, 
ascend to a certain position. And whether or not the, the studio owes you, you can call in a favor, whether or not you just find the perfect project with your directorial debut that they owe you, whatever the fuck it is. I've been saying that I wish some of these black actors and actresses want, and it's, it's damn near impossible for an actress. Shout out to Regina King though, doing her thing. Um, she did it the long way though. She directed a lot of uh, TV series episodes to get to the movies and shit that she, you know, the movie that she got to was One Night in Miami. Um, but I've been saying that I wish some of these actors would go and find a book, especially for in the, in the for the series for the for for a good series or a limited series. Go and find a great book, a critically acclaimed book or a best-selling book, and convert that shit into a an interesting series get away from this drug shit show after show after show after show movie after movie and that's what we have here this movie is based on um matt log logland's memoir um two kisses for maddie Initially, um, Channing Tatum was the star in the movie. The shit fell apart. And then I'm reading this uh, this Time.com article on the movie. And um, the project was at a standstill for several years until Kevin Hart read the script and decided to get involved both as an actor and producer. He said, The author of the book is a white man, but ultimately the notion that you can build on his story and and can create this experience for black fathers that we haven't seen in cinema in many, many years was deeply exciting. Hart told Insider in June. Also involved in this, in this, uh, the the creation of this movie, more black people getting involved to, to see the kind of change that they want or to be the change that they want to see along with the article goes on along with Sony and Hart's production company Barack and Michelle Obama's production company Higher Ground also produced the film Hart told Insider that he spoke to Obama about the story he really saw the opportunity in this movie for positive messaging attached to a black man being a good father um, they have a picture on here with Logan and um Maddie. She's like twelve now, maybe. Um, let me go back up to the top of this article. Um, yeah, she's she's thirteen. She was born in March of two thousand eight just turned 13 a couple you know just two months ago she was born early they did cover that they wanted to get a c-section it was a c-section you know that, that took place uh, he made this blog like i said they've been together for i want to say 12 years i'm not scrolling through all of this shit uh it was a it was a tough pregnancy she was bed uh she was bed she was on uh what do they call that shit bed rest for the last part of the exp- uh oh I'm sorry not a not an aneurysm I fucked that up my bad embolism 
pulmonary embolism. My bad. Uh, but he, because of how difficult it was to, for them to have a child and, and to become parents and, and to conceive and all of that, um, he started this blog. And actually made the post about Madeline is here when she was when she was born. 27 hours later, after Maddie's birth, Liz unexpectedly died after suffering a pulmonary embolism, leaving her husband to raise their daughter as a single father. Um, what else was I can get on out of here? Two Kisses for Maddie, a memoir of loss and love. Uh, it came out in 2011. It's a bestseller. Um, the blog eventually became a lifeline for many parents experiencing similar struggles. Um, what else? Well, I just want to tell you a couple more things. Yeah, Matt and Liz were together for 12 years before her death. Not married 12 years. They were together for 12 years. The pair met as teenagers entering a long-distance relationship while they were bo- they were in college that continued post-grad as Liz worked as a management consultant in California and Matt studied sociology at a graduate program in Chicago. They got married in 2005, so it was only three years later when they uh, when they she got a um, when she got pregnant. They lived in Los Angeles which this was, you know, based in Boston for whatever reason. Um, yeah, she was in the hospital on bed rest for several weeks before their daughter's birth. Uh, and that's pretty much the gist of it. Uh, you know, the, the, the book talked about their relationship as a couple uh, and so on and so forth. Again, man, I was just glad to see a black man in a different situation and figure this shit out. And this didn't, like I said, this didn't fuck up anybody's, how anybody would move forward with a woman in real life. Or, or relationships in real life um back to myself you know when after we went through our thing you know I had a lot of thoughts I wanted answers I wanted solutions I wanted to I wanted what I wanted I've said this before I don't know if I've said this on here but I've really it's really been a, a, a go-to quote for me or a statement or uh, epiphany for me. It's a cruel fucking life for a human being to only talk to adults. It really is. Especially nowadays. In all likelihood, you ain't gonna be able to change a, a fu- another fucking adult's opinion on shit. You ain't gonna be able to change nobody's thinking on shit. You wasting your time talking to a lot of people. In all in in, in all in, in all reality. You are wasting your fucking time on trying to find like commonality or uh reason. Like I said, what I just went through with a for another fucking Father's Day. 
it's a complete fucking waste of time. The other person involved in that scenario, it's a complete fucking waste of time. I lose more sleep and more thought about that relationship than the other person involved in it. You give a fuck less. It's a, it's a really fucked up thing for you to only for for an adult to have a life, and you really only ever talk to other adults. Now we could do something about that. We really could. You know, there are there are other things to explore in that area. Uh, that's 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 maturity though. Some maturity involved in that in, in making other the other uh, decisions or exploring those other options are out there by the way um another really great movie for a black male um let me see if I can pull this up real quick I apologize uh ludicrous It's a sleeper you wouldn't know about. But it was another the ride. Speaking of bikes, the ride. Uh PG13 came out in 2018. I saw this on um Amazon, I believe, on Prime Video. Ludicrous. What's his name? Christopher. Well, fuck it. Bridges? Is it Christopher? That don't sound right. Is that my man? <laughs> Is that my man from um, Different Strokes? Why is it so hard to get to this man's real name? But check. Yeah, Christopher Bridges. Christopher Bridges. Um, a, a quiet movie, small scale movie. He's actually married. He's, he's in an interracial relationship, and they choose to adopt a, a a white a white teenager, a white a white male, white male teenager. Uh, again, I know the average ninja was gonna watch this. Shit. They weren't even gonna watch this shit, but they was gonna see Ludacris with this white wife bringing home this opting to adopt a white man a white male and turn the shit off maturity maturity a couple other things that I, I I can't fuck with the maturity level people out here I, I has a, a, a I had a, a video a topic that I did on uh, LeBron James a couple days ago as his team as the Lakers were put out of the playoffs I'm talking about a serious matter, real serious analysis and a a serious thought. Ninja comes on there. Shout out to LeBron's barber. Like how fucking corny, just just corny. That's, that's your, that's your, that's the gist. That's the, the extent of your contribution to the discussion. All the things to discuss in the Lakers being put out in the, in the future implications and salary cap and, what key pieces they could add all this shit that we could talk about and this ninja shout out to LeBron's barber 
Another thing where I was talking about black people, black men on other black men, black women do this shit too. Devin Booker from the Phoenix Suns just made it to the West, just won the first game in the Western Conference Finals. Doing everything that he's doing. 47 points in a closeout game against the Lakers. I want to say 40 points in the closeout game against the uh, the Denver Nuggets, averaging 30-some points. Stephen A. Smith says the man is the next Kobe Bryant. All this shit happening in this young man's life and, and taking this step forward in his career as a professional basketball player and an elite basketball player. And some ninja comes on my video. As I'm discussing all of this serious stuff, first time for him in the playoffs, six years to get there, nucleus of the team, putting in drafting, player development, such and such, all this thought in my shit. Some ninja comes on there. Nah, this this was this was just on Twitter. Some dude, we ain't gonna talk about his chin strap. What the fuck are we? What the fuck exactly are we going to talk about his chin strap, his beard? In other in other words, you simple ass fucking child. So that's really about it. Um, check the movie out. Check out the cross connection for all the issues in the world. Cycling, I'll just say uh, last year I did a, I did a, um, I think I mentioned this earlier. I did an article. I mean, damn, I did a uh, one of the earlier podcasts. I don't know if I was still in the two eighties. Two eighty three was my height. Two eighty two eighty three two eighty four. Um, I'm down to two forty nine. Now, I flirted with 247. This morning I was 249. Um, and it's been cycling. I'm just going to close with this on cycling. Oh, glad I mentioned that. Another example of maturity and masculinity. And I'm, I'm going to say this and get on off of here. I told you a while ago, DJ Envy was like a very special it was like a black man showcase or my new favorite black man or i didn't notice about this black man, whatever I, I i coined this shit as that's because of his financial his uh his real estate investment prowess and and i didn't know nothing about all of this shit he was on earn your leisure or market mondays with his co-partner caesar pina or something well anyway after following Envy on um, Instagram, I didn't notice Envy was that thin. Like, he's a slender dude. Me coming down from 283, I'm like, man, I just want to get myself together. I can't be as slender as this dude. But I'm like, damn, DJ Envy is in, in, is, is, is in good shape. Looks good in his clothes. Um, you know, looks healthy for his age. He's a father, you know, all this shit. Damn, I got to get my shit together which was what I was saying back on the episode. Anyway, uh, first I noticed that in messing with his, uh, his Instagram page. The, after a couple of weeks of seeing different videos of him and his dude, he, I don't know if this shit is fake or whatever, but he keeps showing him in, in conflicts with this other brother. I don't know what this dude is. I don't, I, the way he conducts himself, I don't even want to. It's some of that street shit that I, I don't want to know nothing about. Um... What pops up in the video, DJ Envy 
is a cyclist. He has some clip where he was riding and the dude confronts him. He confronts him in all. He's been at his house several times and he let his dog on the dude. The dude jumped in the pool to avoid being bitten by the dog or whatever or attacked or whatever. So one of the videos ends up Envy is out doing his thing, riding, has on his helmet, has on a bodysuit. Well, not bodysuit, but he has on a a, a tight jersey, a cycling jersey. It looked like his long sleeve. And then some pants, which are cycling pants, basically leggings. And then he has riding shoes. He's got a nice road bike of, you know, probably a top of the line road bike and his helmet. And he gets off the bike and whatnot to go confront the guy. And, he, you know, they make their threats. And I, like I said, I, I guess it's some kind of gag or whatever. Stick. Uh, I get down in the comments section. And some brother says, man, what the fuck, did you, what the fuck you got on? The fuck you got on? And, 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 and that's what I'm talking about. Me, I'm sitting here excited that another brother who's in good shape. And I'm, 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 I can put two and two together that fitness, I mean, part of his fitness involves cycling based on he had the, uh, the computer, the bike, the cycling computer on his bike and his gear and everything he must really do this as part of his fitness regimen that's encouraging for a dude like me we want to see more people doing the shit that we do this ignorant ass fucking person is worried about what he's wearing because it's skin tight shit that's what this masculine dude runs out there with his jokes and his criticism and his crack and doesn't even know shit about the benefits of cycling. Especially at for, for aging man. And I'm just like, that's why I don't bother talking to any black men about serious shit. I, I ain't gonna say they're not out there. Like the earn your leisure dudes, good brothers. Envy getting away from the hip hop shit and talking to him. What he's doing with his seminars on real estate, I can fuck with. I think his name is. I can't remember his last name. Chancey or Casey. Something Casey. I'm cool with Casey. His hip hop shit and some of his interview questions and that street shit, I ain't got no interest in that. Again, maturity. Anyway, man, I'm, I'm just dragging this thing on. Um, I've given you everything that I can give you. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy your week. Until next time. This is It's Always Personal. Getting a few good emails right here on a potential guest for the next episode. Maybe I can get it out there by Friday or Saturday. We'll see. Hey, enjoy your week, man. Stay safe and be smart. Peace.